Hi listeners, this is Deborah from Le Mer Soul Crafts. I've just recently changed my name and most of you will remember me as Mystic Wolf Soul Crafts. I decided to go through this name change uh, because my biz- business took kind of a different turn and I still work with spirit animals, still um, respect the, the wolf spirit guide that I used to work with for so long. But my real last name is actually Lemer. And as you know, I work very closely with the energies of Lemuria. So Lemer, Lemuria kind of sounds the same decided to just make it a little more simple. Why make things complicated when you have a perfectly uh, good last name? <laughs> so, Lemaire Soulcrafts is what it is from now on. Anyway, I'm here today with Chris, who is a unicorn energy reader, general ascension guide and light worker. Welcome everyone to Mystical Tea Time where we drink tea, talk about all things ascension and spirituality. And today we're going to be talking about unicorns and how they can assist us on our ascension journey. Unicorns are basically non-physical angelic beings. And at one point they were visible to humans during Lemurian and Atlantean times, for instance. But just like with many other elemental beings and energies, It became harder for people to witness their presence, but now that we are in this time of planetary ascension, more and more people are able to perceive the unicorns again, and they are ready and eager to connect to us and to assist us right now. And for those of you who know me, welcome back. For those of you who are new, my name is Deborah. And I'm a multidimensional channel, intuitive mentor, and artist. If you want to stay up to date on all the podcast episodes, make sure to anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. And there you can find all available podcast links such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can just subscribe on YouTube. So now let's um, go to Chris and we can dive into this topic of unicorns. Okay, and here we are with Chris and the unicorns. We have actually recorded this before. We recorded about an hour and a half or something uh, a few weeks ago, or Mm -hmm. I think about a month ago, and it ended up not recording anything so we just had a really nice conversation about unicorns and it didn't record a single thing so here we are with uh the second attempt at recording this unicorn podcast but there was a reason why we were not supposed to um do the podcast yet they told us just to have a preliminary trial a preliminary conversation and then they'll they'll get back with us so, so yeah, the reason, the, one of the reasons is because um, you already did the reading for um, my son, but you had not done my reading yet, I think. And I guess we we still needed some more information from my guide. And that is why yes. they didn't want us to do the podcast yet. So the unicorns intervened and now we are back with full permission from the unicorns. 
to do this podcast again. I joked with you and I said the unicorns took the wheel because <laughs> they were like, hold up. Let's get back to this in about a month. But I hadn't, I hadn't launched my, um, my readings or anything like that too. So when I worked with you, when I worked with you and your son on the reading, that was when I was still doing my training with Tahara. So she's my unicorn guide and she was working with me to connect with other human unicorns. So that might be a good place to start. Do you want to start there? There's so much to talk about. There is, yeah, because you haven't really been doing the unicorn readings for that long, but it seems like you've done, you've been doing them forever because so much has happened in such a short amount of time. When, like when it comes to your unicorn connections, how everything has kind of snowballed from you reading Diana Cooper's book to now you being, um, yeah, completely into the world of unicorns and, and communicating with them every day for yourself and to assist other people. So it's it's that that to me means that that was really your your one of your purposes here is to really yeah. be um, an ambassador for the unicorns, basically. I agree. And I love that word ambassador mm -hmm. because sometimes I think of myself as a liaison, but I guess it is. Yeah, when you're an ambassador, you're a champion for the unicorns, and that's what I am, because they're so amazing. I mean, everybody thinks that a unicorn would be amazing, and once you connect with them, it just blows your mind, because they're they're so pure and loving, and they only want the best for their humans, as any guide does, but mm -hmm. the unicorns just bring it on full force. They do everything at like 150%. Yeah. So yeah, I started, uh, I read Diana, some of Diana Cooper's Magic of Unicorns book and uh, met Tahara came to me in meditation shortly after that. So that showed me that she was the one who, that was a birthday present from my husband and my daughter. So that showed me that she was the one guiding them to buy that book and that I was ready to meet her. So once I met her, um, I was ready to, I guess, fully jump right into the unicorn realm, even though I didn't know that at that time. That's amazing. I mean, that was in December. Here we are in May, and I'm already um, going to be getting a website together now. You've inspired me with updating your website. I think it's time for me to start my website. And so that's why I have a link tree right now in my, on my Instagram bio. But I need to add even more things to that that the link tree doesn't support. So Tahara said it's time to do the website, and she's going to help with it, of course. Um, yeah. But yes, that's how I that's how I started with Diana Cooper. So I would recommend everybody get that book, of course. I, I still have everybody... to read that book myself. I read Callista's book, Callista Ascension, I guess her, her business name is. And she is all about unicorns, archangels, uh, all kinds of stuff. And she has yeah. a book, too, um, about the unicorns. And that is how I first heard about unicorns in 2017 she had her book mm -hmm. out but she she actually did a documentary with diana cooper in 2019 i think about unicorns wow but i didn't I, know that I, knew, I didn't know she was in that documentary okay yeah she's in there for like um it's diana cooper's documentary but Callista is in there for like 15 minutes or something then she's talking about her experiences and, but I definitely want to read Diana Cooper's book. 
her book has a lot of um, visualizations, meditations, guided things to connect. So that was one of the reasons, um, I mean, Tahara's had me do doing many things, but one of the things she wanted to do was provide a guided meditation for people to be able to connect with their guides on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course I can always help with that and facilitate, but if they're interested on my Instagram page, which is at a uh, connected spark, they, there's a 10 minute guided meditation for you to just visualize, you know, your unicorn and what they look like. And Tahara made it such a beautiful scene of just sitting in a peaceful place to be able to calm your mind and meet your unicorn. And that's where it all starts. Just meeting them, mm-hmm. just making that connection. That's all I did. And then once I made the connection, the downloads just started coming in. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about that later. Like but that, you, yeah. With any guide, when you open up and, and give them the space to, to make themselves known, then that's where it begins. You just have to give them the space to come in. Yes. Yes. You're holding the space for the creativity that they want to bring in. And of course the love. And I'm sure it is, a lot of it is my, my missions in particular to do that, you know, to, to meet the unicorns and work with them. And, um, they just want everyone to know that they all have unicorn guides, that everybody has a unicorn guide. They just may not be in contact with you yet. And in Diana Cooper's book, the way she explained it was, we're all obviously light beings. Well, when your light's bright enough, the unicorns scan humanity. And when your light's bright enough, they just see all the lights. So they're ready to connect with those whose lights are bright enough to connect with them. Unicorns live anywhere between the seventh and the 12th dimension. So being in the third dimension right now, you know, not every, not everybody's ready to meet their unicorn guide, but they do have a unicorn guide. Yeah. So, so, you, so you think that like everybody um, has a unicorn assigned to them at birth, but they're not necessarily aware of them. Yes, they're assigned at birth and then they do have unicorns that assist uh, if they need more assistance from other unicorns. In doing one of the readings um, that I did, I, I had never thought about this, but the unicorns are kind of just waiting up there to be assigned to humans as well. The Unicorn High Council assigns unicorns to humans when they're born, which makes sense, right? But I would have never thought of that. So They just help the collective when they're not assigned to any particular human. Mm-hmm. They're helping the collective. And now, you know, I love my past life stuff. That's that's my my thing. Past lives, Akashic records. Yeah. So so it is. Well, my my feeling is too, of course, from my own experience and my son's experience. That usually, though, the same unicorns because we have soul groups as humans, but we do have unicorns probably that are part of our soul groups because we've incarnated together over and over again. So probably yeah. the unicorns are are trying to be matched with people that they have history with. I'm thinking, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, that absolutely. Yes. And that's interesting that you were talking about unicorns being horses in another lifetime because um If now is a good time, I want to I want to talk about when I did your reading for you, your unicorn guide actually took me through the ascension of a horse into a unicorn, like like literally in meditation, had me feel what it was like to be this group of horses running. So I'll set the scene. It was that she. Yeah. So when I do a unicorn reading, I sit in meditation and I ask what messages do you have for Deborah for her highest good? So that's what I was asking your guide. 
And this was probably the third or fourth day into speaking with her. So I wasn't expecting anything like this. And she had me seeing a herd of horses running, Native American horses, and they were running on like the open plains. And I'm, my spirit guide's a Lakota Indian. His name's White Feather, and he was my papa in, in that life. So in my head, I was visualizing the Great Plains, the horses running, and I just felt all of the rumbling of the earth and like how that would feel on your body, just the intensity of all that energy. And they were running and it felt heavier, not dark and dense or anything, just heavy. And then as they continued to run, I felt it lightening up and then it was going, I know people can't see this, but I'm showing that it was literally going from like a top to a bottom, a bottom to a top. So they were low and then they kept running and then they just kept getting higher and higher as they ran and light, lighter and lighter in color until they were white and they just disappeared. And I, I heard they went to their home planets and then they ascended into the unicorn realm mm -hmm. after that. Yeah. So it was absolutely just so beautiful. And I, at that time, didn't know why she wanted to show me that, but you may have a little bit more to answer about that. I think she just wanted to, to also as a message to you to let you know that she was okay. That yeah. when she was a whore, you did have um, not easy lives and that she was okay after she. Yeah. Aside. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely talk more about my, my reading and my son's reading, but now because before I forget so, so your um, process of doing a unicorn reading, can you guide us through the process? So, so somebody emails you or contacts you and says, I would like a unicorn reading from you. So how does the process work? So then after that, I ask that you, once we agree that I will be doing that, I ask that you connect with your guide and just say in your head, or you can say it out loud, thank you for connecting with Chris to provide messaging for me for my highest good at this time. And so then I will sit in meditation and I, of course, ask all my guides to be there. But then I ask Tahara, who's my unicorn guide, to be there and to connect me with your guide. So she she does that. And normally they just sort of suddenly just appear next to her, or kind of walk into the frame and there they are. So I can usually on the first day, you can even tell what what they look like. And let me back up and say also that normally I receive their name prior to even meditating. Once once you and I agree on it, um, their name usually comes to me. So then I have the name for reference when they when they do come in with Tahara. So then I, of course, ask the question, what messages do you have for their highest good? And then I just start visualizing what, what they're showing me. And um, sometimes I'll hear things in, in any, everybody's different in meditation, but I hear things, I see things, um, I get bits and pieces of other lives, and then I usually sit with them for about a half an hour to 45 minutes, and then I type up the messages for that day after I, after I speak with them that day, and then the next day I do it again. So by the third or fourth day, I say, I will say, do you, do you have any more messages? This will be our last day meeting. And then it's always just really interesting to see what they have on the very last day because then they realize, well, I have to make everything concise now and, and wrap it up. So then that that's really it. And then I compile everything. I uh, When I'm sending you your, your email, I sort of give you an overview of what your unicorn guide looks like. 
and just sort of their personality, the different things that I've just felt from them that you're not just going to pick up on from the messaging that I'm giving you so that you can create that visualization of them. And then you can use that in the future when you want to connect with them. Mm-hmm. So it's a tool to use in the future as well. It's not just, even though the messages are for right now in this moment, the tool is that you've connected, you have their name, you know what they look like, and then you just take it from there and you build your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see I, that that's amazing because then the thing is I've noticed that too, with the readings that I do for people that once they have that information, it's it's almost like it unlocks some kind of a key, it unlocks the door some somewhere inside of them for them to remember, and all of a sudden it's activated. It's like a part of them of of their soul gets activated, and it it just snowballs from there, and and they start yeah. to have um, real experiences with this spirit guide. With the with the unicorns or any spirit guide and and um yeah, you basically just handed them the key and they unlocked the door to all this stuff that they already knew, and they yes. already they've always known this spirit guide, but now because you've rem- reminded them of all this stuff that they actually knew somewhere deep inside of them, they knew all this. Yes, and and that's that's yeah, and it's important yeah because that's what I was gonna ask. Um, how can people benefit from connecting with their unicorn guides? Well, they help with creativity. They help uh, activate soul missions. They help you bring in the heart-centered, loving energy. They help fill your heart chakra with more love. Um, they actually have their their wings are because their heart chakras are fully developed, and that's what dragons are the same way. They create wings from that. And so then the reason that unicorns have their horn is because their third eyes are fully developed and that forms into their um, horn. So they're here to help each individual human, you know, bring in more heart-centered, loving energy and to activate dormant things within them that they didn't even know that they had. For instance, that's that's what happened with me. I mean, I love unicorns and I have an eight-year-old daughter and I mean, she's had many unicorn things throughout the years, but I was never like drawn to them. So it's really interesting how that works out that I would have, wouldn't have imagined I'd be working with unicorns and what a beautiful gift that is. And they've even in readings called me a friend to the unicorns. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so happy when they say that because I love them so much. So, and let me tell you, I notice unicorns even more now than I used to where they're at. They're on everything you know it can be even adult stuff and you'll see unicorns around so i'm just so happy i always say hi tahara i always there she is again they're everywhere yeah they they truly are all around when you go outside you go into the store and that to me shows that they are kind of finding their way into the collective and even into like the not non-spiritual or non-mystical um social circles you'll just see them everywhere and they will make their way into everyone's lives and be all sneaky about it and you won't know but you're actually being influenced by unicorn energy (laughs) yes and they're everywhere and I have to say someone um, one of my friends Johnny who I did a unicorn reading for um, he was somewhere the other day and he saw an energy drink that was unicorn rainbow whatever the energy drink was and he (laughs) sent me a that and I was like that's awesome but, but see even even in that situation so you probably have some 
gruff man going to buy this energy drink and he's going to buy the unicorn rainbow energy drink, not even realizing that they've just planted that in his subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? He has no idea. So, they know what they're doing. They're very sly. Yeah. And so what are they here specifically uh, for? What are they helping with specifically during this time they of want ascension? To, um, right now, they want to permeate humanity and Mother Earth with love. They want to open up everyone's heart chakra. They want to support us on ascension. So there have been so many lower dense energies that are being cleared right now from Mother Earth. And it's been going on for a while that they're here to help lift the collective. And if they can lift their humans individually too, that's awesome because that's even stronger to do it that way. And then they, and then they help us all connect our heart chakras with each other. So once, you know, we have our bright light that I'm, you can't see it, but I'm showing like above our heads. So that's the light where they find us when they're scanning humanity. And then they help open our hearts. So you have this, you start at the top and then you go down to your heart and then they just anchor you into mother earth and they're anchoring that light that love energy they're anchoring creativity so we can all accept you know activate our missions accelerate on our missions and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a mission working with unicorns it's just your your life purpose and what you want to what you want to do i had made a post the other day on instagram talking about what are your missions for being here and mine is to be a light anchor it is to work with the unicorns and the dragons. It's to help new earth children. And somebody had commented on the post that they weren't sure what their mission was and they weren't sure they were at an age where they thought maybe they had missed their chance, but that's not true. And I, I said, if you can, you know, maybe consider connecting with your unicorn because they can just turn on things that you don't even know are there. Like all these things are coming to me out of the blue, but I know it's not, I know it's from, my unicorn guide. Mm -hmm. So she's, I think she's just happy to know that I know of her and you've actually drawn a portrait of her for me and uh, you provide messaging as well. And that was what she had told you was she's just happy to connect with me and that I know of her and that I'm teaching her as she's teaching me and I'm teaching her and it's this great partnership. So we're, they may be learning something from you too. And you wouldn't even realize that. Mm -hmm. So just, just being you, they're so ready to help humanity. A, a couple of them I've spoken to have specifically said the message that they have for their humans highest good is that they love them so much unconditionally. They are supporting them on their missions, no matter what the mission is. It's like they're holding your hand and they want you to know that. Yeah. So every thing you can think that they are, they really truly are. Yeah, that's the thing. People are easy to dis they they easily dismiss the unicorns or don't take them seriously because they they're like, oh, because we're so used to this childish image of a unicorn and it's almost like a cartoon character, like a fairy tale character. Um, but yeah, because it's such a children's thing, all like a children's type of thing, a unicorn. But right. they they have been around. When you go look at uh, mythology and history, they've been around and they have been portrayed in art uh, throughout history as long as we can remember. They've been part of every big civilization's mythological, like the legends of, of all the different uh, places around the world have unicorns in them. When you go to Asia, when you go 
to the Native Americans. They they all the African tribes, uh, all the stories um, of Atlantis. They all talk about there being unicorns. That's so, amazing. Yeah. When you say that, it reminds me also. Um, the dragons are working hand in hand with the unicorns right now, and my my dragon guide will be working even more together and doing more things. And I know this is a unicorn podcast, but the dragons and the unicorns are working hand in hand. When when the dragons are clearing the dense energy, then they're almost passing the baton to the unicorns to bring in love and light. So they're doing the behind the scenes work for everyone, but but they're still just as heart centered as the unicorns are. So they're, I think that makes sense. What you're saying is the dragons and the unicorns have lived hand in hand in these societies and these civilizations mm -hmm. for eons. Yeah. And that they're, they're not mythical. They are real. And even though we've been made to believe that, that they're mythical, they're not just like my dragon guide said, he was upset that the patriarchy has made them out to be these fire breathing, evil, evil mm -hmm. things. And that's not what they are. He's, he's just this big teddy bear who just wants hugs and, and just wants loves when I acknowledge him for what he's doing for me, but they're also helping us. They're also just, just as important as the unicorn. So haiku just found his way into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's the, the thing with the, the dragon energies too. Um, they've been around in all the cultures too. And they have, they have been around since the time of Lemuria there uh they mm -hmm. apparently they brought a lot of the knowledge and they are associated with the serpent with the divine feminine because they taught all the knowledge to the women of the lemurian society so what then you have the whole story of adam and eve and the serpent that is again the yes. patriarchal version that says the serpent is evil but the serpent carried yes. all the knowledge or the dragon energies I don't know if you are familiar with Kaya Ra and her book, The Sophia Code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, she speaks of yeah. the, so the Sophia dragons. The Sophia dragons, they're basically the divine feminine dragon energies about the creation, mm -hmm. about um, the divine feminine energy of just heart-based creation energy. And and that that is... That's that's a very strong but also sensitive energy. And that is what the dragons mm -hmm. want to show. That you don't have to fear any dragon energy. It's part of you. It's part of everyone. It's part of the planet. But now, yeah, we're talking about dragons. <laughs> anyway, yeah, back to the, the, the unicorns. But that's also the same thing yeah. with the unicorns. They're like, we're not here to be some kind of... Uh, childish character we're Which here because we are uh, strong and and courageous uh, ambassadors of light that's what they're yes, saying absolutely and yeah maybe we can go to uh, your experience with doing my unicorn reading and my son's unicorn reading you, you can talk a little yeah. bit about that Let's talk about your sons first. Or just any any unicorn reading that you, you want to mention. That's fine. Yeah. Sure. So what was interesting is when I've been working with them, I've met seventh and eighth dimensional unicorns. And that's what I've learned recently is that 
a lot of them reside in the seventh and eighth dimension to be close to their humans. So that's as close as they can get to us where they actually live. They can meet us in other dimensions. It's just that that's where they reside. So um, your son, who is just a little over one, um, I was practicing still. So you asked if I could practice. And of course, I said yes. So when I met his guide, he actually is from the 12th dimension. And that blew me away because I hadn't met any unicorn guides from the 12th dimension. And he's uh, actually on the high council of unicorns, the unicorn high council. So when he came down, when I met him, instead of him meeting uh, with Tahara side by side, he actually, I saw him ascend down from the 12th dimension and he would fly down. So he was a pure white unicorn with the white horn and white wings. And when they've reached that level, they're at obviously pure enlightenment. So he's learned everything he can as a unicorn and that's where he lives. And now that I think about this and I, I didn't talk to him about this in meditation or this didn't come up, but he's, he's never been a horse. He's always lived in the unicorn realms. So he actually assists your son and your son, can I tell him a little bit about about his background and, and what he's doing here. I just wanted to say that he's he hasn't been to earth before, so it's it's his first time being here. And that was a, quite a bit of the messaging that came up was that he came because he doesn't wanna see earth perish. He doesn't wanna see humanity perish. He came because he originally had seeded the oceans, which the Pleiadians seeded the, um, the oceans and the, animals in the ocean, the wildlife. And I know you knew that, but that, that came up to me in meditation and I actually didn't know that prior to talking to Jonah and that was a really interesting fact. So your son is here now because he wants to help humanity and he did all this wonderful work to seed the planet and help with that. And of course he went, he went back to his home planet. He, he didn't stay here, he's just here now. So um, Jonah's assisting him and, and Jonah's always been with him. And, and since you and I have talked recently, you've said that Jonah was actually um, his unicorn with him when he was in the, in the Pleiades. Mm -hmm. Was it as a horse or was it as a unicorn? I saw him I as a very big white horse, but he could have been a unicorn because the way I see, like the way I saw it was like very illuminated almost like this angelic type of presence but that's the way Pleiadians always show themselves to me like it very angelic looking and the horse yeah. looked very angelic looking too so he could have very well have been a unicorn yeah yes I'm thinking Excellent. probably because he was um like in a sixth or seventh dimensional state so I'm guessing that he was a unicorn Yes. And that was just um, the things that Joan, um, Jonah is, is the unicorn guide and he had many things to share with, with me. It was almost in my mind, it was sort of like he was adding to my book of knowledge on unicorns. He was helping me with my catalog of knowledge that he was telling me, you know, I didn't know that there was a unicorn high council and the unicorn high council works with assigning human the humans and the unicorns together, you know. So there are also, he told me, a unicorn king and queen. 
and I wouldn't have known that or realized that. And they actually oversee the kingdom and there are advisors to the unicorn king and queen. And I worked with a guide who was an advisor to the to them. And it's all very so interesting just to see what they want to share. So after I after I worked with Jonah, you said, I think it's time for you to work with my unicorn guide. And even though you had met your unicorn guide before, somehow you were getting the feeling that I was the one who was supposed to provide even mm -hmm. more messaging to connect with her. So that was um, amazing. So I already had her, her name. And can I share her name? Yeah. Her name's Victoria. And you told me that she had these really cool, interesting Celtic symbols on her. She was a purple unicorn with an orange mane. So that's how I saw her. And then in her messaging, she told me that those are symbols that she chose to wear because they've represented past lives and battle scars in battle. So physical scars, mental and emotional scars. But she is a very strong warrior spirit. And she was so proud of all those things that she had gone through in battle and she was going to take all that with her when she ascended to the unicorn realm and just hearing that message from her because when you and I had talked you said yeah she has these Celtic symbols on her it's very interesting but in my head I didn't know I was going to find out why that why did she have those but she just told me yeah I didn't so know that either it and it made me realize now when I do see the unicorns and they have it's their choice to obviously show me what they look like in any way, but I have seen ones with um, heart, hearts on them too. So they just, you know, they're all about love and compassion and just want to, as a human being, they realize that what I'm visually seeing of them, I, that helps me as well. That's teaching me because we're so visual. So they do, I'm going to digress here for a minute because they, when they show themselves, they can actually be any color that they want. So I've seen, many different colors. One of the guides that I worked with actually was a different color every day. And then he told me that he wanted to be like the horse in the Wizard of Oz. And he was a horse of many colors, only he was a unicorn. But he said they all have the ability to do that. I just think that we probably think it's a lot more cool than they do. So yeah. they don't have to change it up too much if they don't want to. But they all do look different. And I feel like their personality personalities seem to match the humans that I've known personally. If I've known the human personally and I've connected with their unicorn guide, the personality of the unicorn tends to be similar to the personality of the human, which I haven't asked any further if that's always the way it is or if that's just a coincidence, but I think that's a really interesting thing too. So Victoria kept telling me that she was a warrior and like every day that was the first thing she would say. And I remember thinking, boy, is she going to tell me anything else besides that? <laughs> so then, that was the next day when she showed me with the unicorn or the horses ascending into the unicorn realm. So I was, I was proud of her for showing me something different. And that was such a big thing to show me. She was like, you want to see something different? Well, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, exactly the way she is too. Like the way you like sassy and kind of with an attitude. That's funny. And yeah. then when I, when I finished mes messaging with her and she said, thank you for being a friend of, of the unicorns that, that really touched my heart. And some of the other ones that I've parted with have even gotten even more emotional where I've cried because they're just such beautiful beings that just want to support us. So 
That's Miss Victoria. If you have anything to add to that, how do you feel that that all resonated with you when I provided yeah, that to you? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Now I'll I'll first let me just quickly go back to my son's reading. Sure. Um yeah, the the thing is I didn't tell you anything beforehand about him or about the stuff that I knew uh from his Akashic records because I'm an Akashic records reader. So mm-hmm. so I knew his soul origin, his soul mission. I knew all that stuff before he was born. I actually found out all that stuff while I was pregnant because I was receiving all these messages from him while he was um, growing inside my belly, basically. And I was communicating with his higher self because we were um, also planning like for the birth and all that. I'll just add that in there. He wanted a dolphin-guided water birth. And that is exactly what he got. I didn't actually get to swim with real dolphins, but I had dolphin music in the background and I gave birth to him in, in a tub. So that's what I did. And then yeah. I knew that he worked, um, he was part like um, of the very first civilization that was uh, created here that was not extraterrestrial. He helped to create the Lemur- Lemurian race. He was not part of the Lemurian race himself, but he helped seed uh, the foundation for the Lemurians. And then he returned, and I did that with him, but I decided to stay and become part of Earth's civilization, and I stayed here, and he went back. So technically, he hasn't lived as an Earth human here, so incarnated in an Earth body, and this is the first time he's done that, because... This is a very important time. So he wanted to be part of it and wanted to bring all that knowledge back. Um, anyway, yeah, so you just said all the same stuff. You you told me all the same stuff. So it was super interesting to me that you just confirmed everything that I already knew. But I, I didn't know yet at that time about, about a unicorn guide or his unicorn guide. So all that stuff, that was extra information that was really awesome to find out. And at the yeah. same time, he was uh, obsessed with, with horses. So he's 16 months old now, and his favorite animals are horses. And it's one, it, I think it was his first word that he could say was horse. Mm-hmm. So he loves horses. He's obsessed with horses. We live, we're blessed to live in an area where we have a lot of horses around. So whenever I'm outside yeah. with him and there's horses, they come to the fence to say hi and they stand there and they look straight at us me too they're they're just always they come straight to us and we talk to them and then we're like okay bye we're gonna go now and they walk away they know that we're done talking and then we leave and it's yeah so there's definitely a connection and so yeah all that the stuff that you told me about him um about his guide was amazing information And it all resonated uh, with everything that I knew uh, of my son's Akashic records. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then my. Just as you say, it's confirmation for you, it's confirmation for me that everything that was coming through was accurate. And so trust, and this is a good message for those who do, um, maybe if they're going to do that guided meditation, trust what's coming in. They're, they're always just going to, they're fast. So if you're getting a name right away, that's their name. If you're getting an image of them, that's what, that's what they look like. Don't doubt it. 
trust what's coming in. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you're building that muscle of intuition by trusting what they're providing you. And I know you and I have even talked about that, that you have to trust what your guides are saying, because you're your own inner guru. Mm -hmm. You're the one who has to make, you know, whatever resonates for you is your truth. It may not be everybody's truth, but once you're in touch with the messaging that you're receiving and, and you you realize that that's correct, your spirit guides aren't going to steer you wrong, then you're, then you're enlightening yourself because you can grow so much from that. They have, they've told me that they are literally mission control, but from, instead of being the ground up mission control, they're they up there and we're down here on the ground. So they're working together with us. So trust your mission control team. Yeah. And that reminds me, yeah, of uh, I'm putting together an online uh, free uh, course for intuitive development. I know that that I'm putting a little bit of spam in here. (laughs) It's called activate your telephone line to source. But I just um, got reminded of something I put in there. I I even say in my course, I'm still recording it. It's not done yet. It's um, and I say that you will once you start to trust that voice of your intuition, once you start and once you keep doing it and doing it more and doing it more, it's going to get easier and easier because you're going to start to recognize that voice of intuition better and better and better. And then you're going to you're going to immediately know when something is intuitive because you keep listening to it and you and you get more and more familiar with the voice of your intuition. Yes, that's exactly. Yes. And that's what, um, because when I meditate every day, the first thing I, I do is ask white feather, who's my spirit guide. I'll say, Papa, do you have anything that you would like to share with me today? Do you have any messages for me? And so sometimes it'll just be something random that I wouldn't even thought of, but you know, a lot of times he'll tell me I have many Oracle card decks and he'll say, go get the B card, go look at the Fox card, you know? So when I get out of meditation, go look at the bear card. He'll give me messages through my Oracle cards. I mean, that's always an, an easy way to maybe start too. If people are looking to connect and they maybe haven't done that that much, you know, when you're in meditation and you're connecting with your guides, say, please let me know you know, if there's a message that you have for me, a visual message that you can go read something or like with the Oracle cards, that makes sense. And then you can really gain so much knowledge just from that. And it's kind of fun because when he tells me to go look at whatever card, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to find today? (laughs) What's this card going to say? Yeah, it's all about just being open and and don't judge yourself. Don't take yourself yes. too seriously and don't judge yourself. That's yes. something that I also put in my course. Don't judge yourself because that's going to literally put a block on your intuition. Yes. Because nobody's judging you. Like, yeah. Dana, We're I the only ones judging. Because I trust what comes through. But what would an example of that be? To put judgment on it, like, oh, that that's not right. Like, for Did instance, you, um, you, let me think. Um, let me see. They, they, like, when I do readings for people, mm-hmm. their guides will say something that is completely, like, a little, like, totally ridiculous. I don't know. Like, something yeah. that, that sounds completely weird. Like, yeah, they... Um, like one person lived in the time of Jesus and actually knew Jesus. 
like that came okay. through. And then I'll okay. be, I'll, be, I'll start like I used to judge myself and be like, I can't write this. I can't possibly write this. That sounds like some kind of ego thing to say, like, oh, look at me. I'm so important. I knew Jesus. And then I'm like, I can't poss possibly write that in there. But the thing is, I have to write that in there because right. it's coming through. It's not something I would ever make up. I don't want to like make up stuff like that and, and like shake someone's life upside down and tell them they knew Jesus Christ, knowing that they would take everything I say seriously and, and possibly be greatly affected by, by the stuff that I tell them in their reading. But when the, that came through, And I said, like, for a split second, it's like, I can't possibly write that. And then I'm like, no, I, I have to write that because this is coming straight through from their higher self. So I put it in the reading and then I get this whole stream of other information because usually that's how it goes. Because I channel, I get my information through channeling. Once I open the channel and I say one thing, then the rest comes flooding through. But if I block that one thing, then the rest is not going to come through either. So, and then of course the person got the reading, they were crying, but they were saying that everything resonated because all their life they've been obsessed with finding the true meaning of Christianity, what was really going, like the real story of Christ, all that stuff, it resonated. And then of course we learn to just trust what comes through. But that's the Now thing, that yeah. I see, I see what you're saying because in, I don't think it happened in yours, but I've gotten messages before. And then I know as I'm typing them up afterwards, because I always do that right after meditation, I'll like put in parentheses, my, you know, my 3D human self is not sure about this. So then, but then when I, after, and you know, that could be at the beginning of the messaging, but then by the end of it all, yes, it all makes sense. So, but it's interesting to note that because when you override it, because it's just, it's all coming for me, it's all coming in meditation. So I just type it all out anyway, as you're saying, you just have to write down what comes in and then to see how it all ties in together. Yeah. So I would never leave anything out just like you would never leave anything out. You have to, and you have you to have stay in to. Yeah. You're doing too, right. It's not just for you to pick and choose what the person is receiving. Because mm -hmm. you're the channel for the information. Yes. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that they won't. Right. Mm, yeah, because sometimes it makes no sense to you, but it's going to make perfect sense to the person receiving the message. Yes. So we're, what, what were we were talking about, yes. Victoria and Jonah, and then we got off on the um, trusting what comes through. Yeah, so. I know. I still know well, where we left oh. off. I'm concentrated this time. I know okay, where okay. we <laughs> Yeah, before before we go any further, I just first want to say you can find Chris's unicorn meditation on her Instagram, and I would definitely recommend to go check out her Instagram. I'll put it in the description box below of this episode. You can go find her on Instagram, and it's a really good meditation to um, first con like to have a first meeting with your unicorn guide. And it's uh, like a really nice, slow pace, very calming, relaxing. And it sets the perfect tone to meet with your guide and have a conversation. And from, from you can do this meditation five times uh, in a row. You can, you, you know, you can yeah. do it multiple days in a row. And it's a really nice meditation. So just go check that out. 
And yeah, then let's talk a little bit about Victoria, I guess. So yeah, yeah, like I mentioned before, Callista. Um, I'll I'll maybe mention her and Diana Cooper as well when I post this podcast yeah. episode. Um, I found out about Callista in an, another YouTube um, episode with Layla May. She's um, she talks about elemental guides, so fairies, mermaids, elf, like elven people, nature spirits, uh-huh. unicorns, dragons all that stuff she's based in the uk and she has a podcast called um something about elemental beings something it's on youtube and i was listening to her podcast she had new guests on every week and then one of these guests in 2017 was Callista, and she was it was an episode all about unicorns and i was first like unicorns i don't like like many people, I was like, should I take this seriously? Unicorns? I don't know. Yeah. But because I was already listening to the, the, the podcast and I was like, okay, I listened to all of her episodes. Why wouldn't I listen to this one? I'll just give it a, the benefit of the doubt, you know? So I'm listening, yeah. listening to this, this episode. And uh, she's, so then Callista comes in and she's a, this Scottish lady with a strong Scottish accent. And she just, starts talking about the unicorns and she's not even to the meditation part yet of the the episode and suddenly I'm kind of like daydreaming while I'm listening sitting there at my desk and and I I like I'm kind of daydreaming gazing like at nothing in you know how you sometimes how you get when you and I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I but my third eye was opening Uh, I was practicing my my uh, clairvoyance at that time I was really um, developing my gifts to like another level around 2017. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right in front of my face is this face of this purple unicorn with this orange mane and these really piercing eyes. And she's just staring at me like this, but like not not mean or anything, but like powerful. You could see that she was powerful, but like really strong, you know, and purple. And I'm like, purple with orange? What? And I suddenly the name Vic- Victoria pops in my head. The name Victoria is just right there together with that image. And and then it's like when when I when I see um, a spirit guide, I can look at them from different angles at the same time. It's like two pictures side by side almost in my head, like the, her face. And then I could see her body and and like. Then I saw the Celtic patterns and all that stuff, like the tribal patterns almost on, on her body. And she looked like some kind of a war horse, but like purple and orange yeah. and, and like colorful. And and with a yeah. horn, like a unicorn, war horse, warrior, unicorn or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I, I guess I have a unicorn guide. And, and I wasn't even really seeking out contact, but listening to this episode triggered the, the remembrance of oh I have a unicorn guide I guess and whoop, there she was like hey I'm here <laughs> yeah but then I I was like okay you're on my team of, of spirit guides I guess but I haven't I wasn't really connecting with her consciously but I knew that she was there and and Callista says that they really wanna help with creativity and that if you do anything creative like if you're an artist or anything creative 
they will be helping you with that even when you're not aware of it they're helping you and so I was busy starting up my business and I know that she was in behind the scenes probably doing a lot of work and I just re like redesigned uh, my entire website I know she was probably doing all kinds of work on my website and there's a lot of purple and, and stuff now in my website so I think that she probably did that yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she was your creative director or assistant however you feel that went <laughs> yeah so so yeah that's what I say about to and then for some reason I was never there was like it's like there was some kind of a block that that prevented me from mm -hmm. fully opening up to who she was or wanting to know more information like I kind of like dismissed it like oh it's not important I don't need to know the details I know she's there but I don't need to know the details I'll just keep doing my spiritual stuff and I know that there's a unicorn guide I guess and and but I don't need any details and then I meet you and you uh, ask well I met you because you asked me for um, a portrait for your daughter a past life portrait then I did um, yes. a regular reading for you and, and uh, your well other family members. And then after yes. that, you had connected with Tahara, your unicorn guide, and you wanted me to draw her portrait and also White Feather's portrait, your other spirit guide. And then um, yes. you got started with the unicorn readings. And then, then Ian, my son, had a reading. And uh, yeah, then somehow it's like she probably told me, hey, you should ask her for a reading. And, and I asked you, okay. hey, maybe, maybe it's time you do a reading for me. I probably could have found out the information by myself, but there was a big block for me. Um, and yeah. that is why I couldn't get to the information. And that's why I'm going to let you tell the story of what what uh, what Victoria's story was really and why I couldn't get the information yeah. myself yeah well she <clears throat> so in messaging she just was telling me that you the first day she said that you were a dragon keeper I think it was a dragon keeper right um in Avalon so she was showing me you and your dragon and I didn't know I knew we had talked about your dragon guide but I didn't know his name or anything like that so my my dragon guide was actually there at that time too which I thought was interesting because he just kind of came onto the scene right before I did this reading for you like came to me so she told me that that's why he came in because he wanted to be present when I connected with your dragon which interesting because it turns out that they kind of all knew each other because they were in Avalon together, the, the, the dragons. So my dragon and your dragon and you and I have been in Avalon before. So Victoria was showing me that the first day we met. And I thought, again, I just always am like, okay, well, where's this going to go? She's showing me dragons right now. And then she was telling me that she was a warrior and that she was, um, kind of always talking about battle and things like that. Just, um, I'm used to like warm and fluffy because I say that about my unicorn guide mm -hmm. Tara that she's like warm and fluffy or warm and fuzzy and we're just always just talking about like music and she wants to dance and things like that so to me I was like wow this is interesting we're just talking about being a warrior but it's like the warrior spirit I think is really what she was referring to that she told me that you were a warrior of the light 
and that you were um, basically a champion of the light here on earth. So she didn't, she wanted you to remember that. So you guys were together in, in other lifetimes as horse and person, and you had been together. And she told me in the 1500s, and she was showing me this battle scene that popped in my head as a battle scene, like in the movie Braveheart the, with um, Mel Gibson, the charge and just the raw of how all that happens in battle or how they portray it to happen. And that's the image that she showed me. And so I didn't, at that time, I didn't know that you two had actually been in battle before, like literally as human and horse. So she was showing me that. And then she said, she just kept like focusing on it. It's not that she said anything. It's just that that's what the imaging always was. It was just always of these mm -hmm. types of things. And you were a man in this lifetime. And then in the lifetime in Avalon as the dragon keeper, you were a dragon keeper or dragon trainer. I don't know how she worded it. But what also popped in my head, which would go back to, this is something that I could have dismissed, but it was the movie, How to Train Your Dragon. And even though I've never seen that movie, I have a child, so I know of that movie. And I thought, hmm, well, why, would, why is that popping in my head? So I just noted that in the messaging, like I saw that, not sure how that fits into everything yet, um, but that's why, because she wanted to show that you had been together for so long that you were in the 1500s, you were in these battles together. And I didn't know this at, this at that time, but, <clears throat> You've told me since then that you watched her passed away in battle. And I know sometimes it's hard for you to talk about that. So I'll talk about it if you'd like. That you saw her pass away in battle and that that I think was the block that happened mm -hmm. that you couldn't. Yeah, I can I can talk about it now. But right after I got your reading, like for I'm not kidding, everyone listening now, if you think a unicorn reading is going to be fluffy and that you don't have to prepare no, <laughs> like in my case, I got Chris's sure. reading and for three days, I'm not kidding. I felt like I would like someone died and I was grieving for three days. I, mm. I was crying for three days, wow. but I was able to release That's it. Something. And right after I let go of that block, I started having one creative idea after another. I redesigned my entire website. I had a bunch of creative inspira like inspiration ideas come to me and I truly believe it's because I lifted that block and I allowed Victoria to come closer and the thing is too, I channel my spirit guides. So I started channeling her uh, on a daily basis. I started working with her and because that block was gone, I like almost right after I read the reading that you emailed me, I was I could visually uh -huh. see her, I could hear her, like because I'm clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient, so I could see her, hear her, and feel her almost the the minute I read the reading, it's like the block was lifted. Amazing. And that is why and, probably, and yeah, I needed you to do the reading for me so that I could um then continue to build the relationship with her. Right. And, and since, since you and I have talked about this recently, it almost seems like the readings provide further activation or integration from, from the guide to you to, again, your cr creativity and to channel creativity. And I will be 
the first one to say I never thought I was a creative person, but then Miss Tahara came along. And I mean, I stopped telling myself that, but like, just let the universe guide you to what, what they want you to do. I mean, you're doing the work of the universe for the greater good of humanity. So just like you're doing with your portrait readings and your energy readings and now everything that you're going to have online for people to connect and get in touch with spirit and their intuition. I mean, it's, that's all supported from spirit. I mean, this is all what this ties into. It can be any guide, but the unicorns want to help you with your creativity and they want to help you be a better human being. So that's, that's ultimately, I think, what the, what the messaging comes down to, how they can help you be a better human being on your missions in this lifetime. So I'm so... Yeah. Like, I think they, like, because I, I watched your Instagram yeah. live with uh, Johnny, Johnny Dean, that another person that she did a unicorn reading with, they had an Instagram live, and he is just so, like, happy and joyful. There's just so much joy about watching him like because I've had him on Instagram for a while now but I've never seen him like live I see pictures of him I see pictures of the stuff he does around his house around his piece of land that he owns and uh and but mm -hmm. I saw him speak live and and he's just such a joyful person and you could see the unicorns working through him like it's like almost when when yeah. you activate your unicorn connection like the the best aspects of yourself use you, you um they get a little boost like if you're creative then you'll be yeah. more creative if you're happy yeah. you'll be more happy that's kind of the impression i get from the unicorns yes and he he yes because he was saying an example that he gave is his unicorn guide told him well if you're going to get ice cream and he said, sure, you get to pick out the flavor. Mm -hmm. But then his unicorn said, wouldn't you like sprinkles on top of that too, though? And then Johnny said, yeah, I would like sprinkles, sure. And then and then his unicorn guide said, but wouldn't you like the cherry on top too? Yeah, and, I, and love, I said, love the yeah. way he said so, that. Yeah, he had a great way of saying that too. It was so, yeah. It was, It just really hit, hit home when he said mm -hmm. that. Yes, and it resonated. Up. We that's, always that's limit ourselves. That's such a human thing thing to do to limit ourselves because we think that there's not enough yeah. and that's the yeah that's the unicorns they're all about abundance i feel too that's good word totally living your best life in mm. abundance yes and as cliche as that sounds i mean that is true and why should our human 3d brain dismiss a cliche that somebody came up with that you can't live your best life i mean i say I say that about my dog all the time. She's living her best life. So <laughs> why can't we do that? <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful that that for your letting me know after you received your reading of how, how much that impacted you and that how the doors that have unlocked since then. So, and that was just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Two or three weeks ago, maybe. I think yeah, like two, really... two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I was not, yeah. like you said, I was not a person that was going to be like, oh, yeah, let's work with unicorns. I, I've been spiritual for 20, like 20, almost 25 years of my life now. And I'm, I started, well, I've always been spiritual, but I mean, like consciously meditating, working with hypnosis, working with spirit guides. I've been doing that since I was about 13 and I'm 34 mm -hmm. now. 
but I've never considered working with unicorns up until a few months ago. <laughs> and yeah. I think Tahara had something to do with that too. So my unicorn guide, when you connected with her and, and channeled her from the messaging, that might have um, sort of opened up that that block that you had with mm -hmm. your unicorn guide. Yeah, and it also it was uh, it was such an easy thing to do. It happened just so easily. I'm like, wow, this is actually really easy communicating with unicorns. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And should and we should I, we talk, talk about? about oh, sorry. Say that again. Yeah. Can I talk about Tahara yes, for a minute? Yes. Yes. Because we we've been mentioning the name Tahara, but we haven't really talked about her. Yeah. Explain who she is. She's my unicorn guide, and she's a white unicorn with a golden horn. And when she asked um, how she wanted to be drawn, I had Deborah draw a portrait of her. And um, she wanted to be shown with, like, all the rainbow colors surrounding her. So, like, that's her aura. That's her essence. And she explained that all unicorns have that, and that's what they're radiating. So when you think about connecting with your unicorns, I just was thinking this, that Think about how they are literally, their aura is just this huge rainbow glow and just you're absorbing that when you connect with your unicorn. And you can even ask your unicorn guide, um, this was in Diana's book, that if you need healing in a certain part of your body, you can ask them to put their horn on that area of your body where you may need healing. Or if you want more, um, if you want them to help you with opening your heart chakra, ask them to put their horn on your heart chakra. Just visualize them doing that. And even if you haven't connected with your guide yet, you can just visualize a unicorn doing that for you and they will be helping. So Tahara um, and I, once we connected, it just seemed like everything just started coming in full force. So she's had some things she wanted me to work on. And one of them, one day I was looking online for an Oracle deck, a unicorn Oracle deck, and there weren't really any that were resonating with me. Um, so she said, well, you can do that. And then I thought, well, yeah, I guess I could. But and then I thought, how would I do the pictures? I can't draw. And then she said, you know, somebody who draws <laughs> and then she met me. And then she and then I said, but I don't really know much about how to do an Oracle deck. And then she said, well, you just make an affirmation deck. And then the next thing she said was, it can just be a mini deck. So it's funny when you this was like literally a conversation that I had with her that took probably like 30 seconds of I had a thought where I questioned it. She told me to do yeah. it this way, had another. Th and then, so it just went back and forth. And then I was literally like getting ready for bed that, that night. And then I had to come and tell my husband, listen to what just happened. And then he's just <laughs> like, okay. Sometimes I come up with stuff and he just has to say, okay. And I said, Tara wants me to work on this affirmation deck. And so I reached out to you to ask, ask if you would help me with the illustrations for that. And you said, yes. So that's a work in progress and that's all in divine timing. So um, she wants me to work on that. She wants me to start a unicorn academy by Tahara. She would like it to be called. And it will be where I will provide mentorship, connecting with your, you know, on connecting with the unicorns, get you started on connecting. And then you will just, we'll, we'll build on that from there. And it'll be like a monthly membership program. And there will be some other content too besides that but just to continue to foster your relationship with your unicorn guide so that's that's what I see that being right now unicorn academy I'm working on that and then um, haiku who's my dragon guide also asked me to do a dragon university which will be similar things too and 
some of the messaging that he worked with you to provide for me because Deborah did do a portrait of Haiku also. He said that there are a uh, few things that, that are definitely in my vortex that he wants me to be working on that I can manifest. So I will have Unicorn Academy and Dragon University coming soon. But again, this is all in divine timing. So this will probably be a 2021 project for me to get this rolled out. So it's, I just, once you say yes, it just keeps coming and I love it. I'm not never gonna question anything. I'm just mm -hmm. gonna continue to accept what they want me to, to do and know that it's all for everyone's greatest good. Do you have any messages from, from Victoria? I know she had said she wanted to come and- Yes. And talk. Is, is yeah, she, she's been uh, telling okay. me for days now leading up to uh, our podcast recording here. She said that she wants me to give some messages about the ascension history of unicorns and unicorns as uh, courage ambassadors, basically. And I asked her, what do you mean by that? And then she said, you'll see. So I'm like, OK, so but I kind of want to know what you're going to say. She says, no, you'll just you'll just have to see what comes through. So, yeah. If it's okay with you, yeah. I'm just going to um, connect with her and see what kind of messages. So I'm just basically going to take a back seat. I'm going to go, <laughs> so to speak. And she's going to come in and she's going to come do the talking. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to be quiet for a little bit, but then it'll be Victoria that's going to be doing the talking. Okay. I would like to give some more information about the history of the unicorns, if that is okay with you, friend of the unicorns. Yes. Hi, Victoria. Thank you. First of all, thank you for allowing me to speak. I am so glad that we can connect again. I will never forget what you have done for me and my human. I would like to talk about when we first came to Earth. We've been here since the time of Lemuria, and we have always assisted humanity through this ascension process, and also we have always assisted Gaia. And that is why we have returned right now. We have been here since Lemuria, and we have always been partnered with the same humans. So we are part of the, soul, the same soul families, the same soul groups. And when the time came for Lemuria to disappear, we partnered with the same humans in Atlantis. But then our knowledge had to disappear for a little bit, but we still needed to work together with our humans. They still needed us to ground them onto this planet. So we became horses and humans discovered that it was greatly beneficial to work with horses. 
on the fields, but also in battle. The reason for this is because we are fearless. Don't be fooled by our peaceful appearance. We are also fearless and courageous. And this group consciousness that the horse has, that of being courageous and open-hearted, means that we can ride into battle with an open heart full of love. And that is why we have come back to do the same thing. We have come back with an open heart to fly into battle full of love, with our wings wide open, full of love for the history that we share with humanity and with this planet. We bring with us all the memories of all the lifetimes that we have lived with you, with all of you. We have assisted you on the fields. We have assisted you in battle, but always with an open heart. And we are now assisting the same humans that we have assisted through the Middle Ages and all the other times where man and horse were allies. And we have now come back to ride with you once again. You may not always see us, but know that we are here. And with an open heart full of courage, we advise you to have an open heart and be full of courage during this time of ascension. I'm going to leave you now, but know that you can always contact me again, Chris. I may be Deborah's unicorn. But you can always count on me to assist you, no matter what. There is a soul contract made between the two of you, because you will be working together when it comes to unicorn consciousness and spreading the message of the unicorn. I am going to leave you now. Okay, I'm back. Now the thing oh, is, I don't. The thing is, I don't know. I I was not here, so I don't know what she said. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to listen to it again because I literally have no idea what just came out of my mouth. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, she's saying that they've been here since Lemuria, and that even though they're here to help open up everyone's heart for the ascension and. Even though we may not know that they're with us, they are. They've been with us as our unicorns in Lemuria and Atlantis. And then they stayed as horses. And she specifically said about going into battle with an open heart. So when she said that, I, I thought we are in battle right now. We're in spiritual battle. And that resonates that she would say it like that, that we all need to remember that we're here for ascending Mother Earth and, and we're here to Ooh. assist in all of our own unique ways. We all have our own specific missions and those all collectively working together will help us huh. ascend. Yeah. So I'm not going to forget. And I mean, she did say more things. And then at the end, what made me cry was she said that I could call on her whenever because you and I have a soul contract to 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to this all. Yeah, the thing is, when I channel, I it's like how you're listening to the radio in the background, but you're not really listening. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you hear that the radio is playing, but you're not really hearing what they're saying. That's kind of what it's like for me. Like I'm there, but I'm not really listening. <laughs> I hear that there's a voice speaking, and it's my yes. voice, but I'm not really listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, she yeah, she was just. It was her tone that she always has, short, concise, very to the point, but very loving. So thank you, and I will thank her also. Yeah, that's going to be for interesting in. for people to hear too, because the thing, yeah, unicorns, they have a real, they have an open heart, and she specifically told me I want to talk about being courageous, and and like that's something that I wouldn't say like is a unicorn thing. But then, of course, right. that's because when we think of unicorns, we think of like fluffy yes. rainbow unicorns that are like my little pony. <laughs> yes. Maybe silly and fun loving, right? But yes, her, that, her message was uh, a warrior message for sure. So thank you, Victoria. I literally see Deborah. see her like going like this bowing kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the other girls that I've worked with, I, I just wanted to touch on another thing real quick that they're very, um, they like to show themselves. And I have, I mean, I laugh at almost anything. I have a pretty silly sense of humor and I'm always laughing. But they, I think they like to impress me with sometimes the way they come in. And I did a, a guide reading for another one of your family members and the guide came in like instead of just standing there he just literally ran through the scene it was like a scene of a movie where I was just like what the heck did I just see and it was a he had a rose in his mouth and he was just later in messaging he showed himself to me with red roses braided into his mane and had referenced where he had seen that he really got a kick out of it so mm -hmm. he wanted to show himself to me in that way and I just thought well that was really cool yeah that's the thing we can't so make up really these, these things the way they present themselves and and like it's just so creative that's what they're all about just having an open heart being creative yeah were there more sp things that you specifically definitely want to mention before we um end our podcast or did we kind of cover everything that was that we really needed to say. The last thing I, I would say is they can check my, my Instagram page. And if they're interested in um, the guided meditation is on there. And if they want to connect further with further messaging, I can help with that. And that's um, something that they can send me a DM about. And we can talk about um, scheduling that. So yeah, that's it. And look, and, yeah. and look um, over the summer, I'm going to be working on my website and then Tahara is going to be helping me with that. So there will be more things coming and um, maybe down the road too. This is something that Johnny and I have talked about a unicorn retreat on his property because the unicorns are ready to um, just help bring in as much energy as they can. And they want to open portals on his property to do that and bring in even more energy than you know, what's here already. So that's down the road too. That's on my, my to-do list, a unicorn retreat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to getting started on the illustrations for the affirmation deck. 
Yeah, because we, I have received some visuals already. Like I've gotten the clair, clairvoyant images already of some of the, the cards. I just have to yeah. start drawing, of course. I haven't really had the time yet to properly sit down and really hold space for, for the images to really just sit with the images and start drawing. But I'm going to be doing that, I hope. In the uh, next couple of weeks, maybe not next week, but the week after, I want to get started because I feel like that's going to, again, be something else for people to get introduced to the unicorns and, and um, yes. for their own unicorn to start working with them through the affirmation deck. I feel that that's also yeah. something like this affirmation deck is going to open the door for people to connect to their own guides. It's going to be interesting, definitely. It is. And I, I have uh, sent you a few of those messages already to her and I've been working on the affirmations. So uh, my daughter, my daughter, I was called to have her work on a few of the affirmations too. So they've really been interesting. Haven't, haven't the ones that I sent you so far are all very diverse. I don't know if you remember them because that was a few weeks ago, but just um, very, I didn't know what was going to come in. So I'm just loving what they're sending so far because they're really unique and just uplifting, but typical totally, unicorn. Totally yeah. Different from me. Yeah. Yeah. And just, true. Yeah. Just, just like the unicorns, so they're, they're very diverse, but always from love, like very loving. Yeah. And that's the images you're being shown were very much like that too. Yeah. I'm really excited to get started on the cards. Yeah, I think uh, we covered about everything we've been recording for an hour and 18 minutes. So I think that's going to be good. And we, we yeah. may do a part two. If if there are any questions at all, you can always contact Chris on her Instagram or you can contact me. But any specific unicorn questions, definitely contact Chris. Uh, yeah, this has yes. been a very interesting episode for sure. And and definitely unicorns is something that I want to be working with more closely, too. I'm going to go deeper into my own connection with my unicorn guide because, yeah, it's only been two. But that's the thing, too. You'll notice if you get a unicorn reading uh, that it just goes really fast. Like it's only been two weeks since I had my reading and now I'm already channeling her and seeing her every day, talking to her every day. And that's the way it is with the unicorns. Once they step in, they're there. And, and it just, you have to be ready for the accelerated amount of energy that they bring into your awareness. Yeah, true. And that is true because they, like I said, one, once you open that door, then it's just like a constant flow of information coming in, creative and uh, whatever they want to let you know, you open that door. And so they're just happy you said yes. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, yeah. Thank you for, for having me on. Yeah, it was a really good episode. I liked our first podcast that we recorded too, but I guess we weren't allowed to, to publish that one. But this one is definitely better because we have the added information um from from my reading and and also now that you're more familiar with the process of doing the readings and you have your service up online we that was good yeah. to to talk about that so yeah it was definitely a lot of fun having you 
That was it for this week. I am so glad that you decided to tune in and join us for this episode. You can connect with Chris and her work on her Instagram account. Uh, I'll mention all of that below. And if uh, I'd like it if you commented and let me know what you thought of this episode and share this with everything, uh, with anyone that you know that is interested in the unicorns, in spirituality and the unicorns, what they can mean for you on your spiritual journey. And some of the listeners have asked to donate. And if you feel called to do that, uh, it would be absolutely appreciated and accepted with love. And it helps to keep these episodes going. And I'll mention all donation details below. If you want to stay up to date on all the podcast episodes, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. There you can find all available podcast links such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and many more, or listen by subscribing on YouTube. And in between podcast episodes, I post regular short videos on IGTV, on Instagram. So follow me there if you're not already, and I will see you next time. Bye!